Hello, this is Catherine at I Know I Need to Stop Talking. Hello, my lovelies. How are we doing? I've been to buy a love sausage. I just really, really wanted to say that sentence. I mean, it's just brilliant, isn't it? And, and bravo, M&S. This podcast is not sponsored by M&S, nor M&S's love sausage, but maybe, maybe it should, maybe it should be. So I set out this afternoon. It's Sunday afternoon. It's a very rainy, horrible afternoon. And I set out to Marks and Spencer's to buy a love sausage because I had mentioned to Jamie just because I like making I was gonna say might like making teenage boys laugh that sounds dodgy I like making my own teenage boy laugh with talk of love sausages this is getting worse isn't it I mean gosh how how much innuendo can you pack into one 30 second segment of a podcast the answer is a lot clearly so I'd mentioned to Jamie that such a thing as a love sausage existed and then he laughed for about three hours and then went to me what is it which is a slightly disturbing way of looking at the world and I explained to him that it was the brilliantly marketed M&S Valentine's offering and so he sent me out into the pouring rain because he just said I'd love a love sausage mum and then we laughed again for ages. see it just it keeps being funny well done M&S and particularly well done M&S because then I arrived in the M&S food hall near us and as I walked in the M&S marketing said the love sausage is back and I just thought yes now that is a movie I would want to watch never mind Spider-Man and the 12,000 fucking universes and the people with all of those legs this is a film that I would want to watch the love sausage is back and it was although only just I claimed for myself the last love sausage on the shelf and then bought a few other bits and pieces because I didn't want to just be seen as the lady who goes into M&S and buys a love sausage. Again, there's the title of maybe my next novel, The Lady Who Goes Into M&S to Buy the Love Sausage. And so I bought like some other stuff, like to be really cool and casual. It's like when you're like sort of in your teens and you're going to buy a pregnancy test or some condoms and you're like, so I'm just going to buy this like whole sliced loaf and and a litre of vegetable oil because why wouldn't you buy those things with you know just my casual pregnancy test or or a packet of condoms thrown in there so I bought some like wholesome fruit salad and some you know chicken and a bottle of coke zero so I wouldn't just look like the lady with the love sausage and then I went to the checkout thinking self-checkout as well no one will question me on my love sausage and I'd also picked up a new school jumper for Beth and of course of course then I become the lady with the love sausage whose shopping doesn't scan that's really difficult to say quickly and so then there's this like embarrassed looking teenage boy coming over to me and I'm and and you know when you think I mustn't mention something so all you can do is mention that thing so he like came over to me and I was like I'm really sorry it can't scan but it's not my love sausage and I just kept screaming the phrase love sausage repeatedly at the checkout while he like backed away from me and eventually said to me please go to clothing now whether that was because I needed to go and scan the school uniform there or whether it was because he just wanted me to leave his area of the shop either would be fair and valid anyway I went over to clothing and managed to only mention my love sausage once in clothing which I feel feel is an improvement but then I brought it home and Jamie was delighted with his love sausage and plans to bring that out tomorrow night when his girlfriend comes round. <laughs> that's not going to be disturbing at all. I mean, honestly, the innuendo, it's just glorious. Bravo, M&S, for cheering up a very grey, rainy Sunday afternoon with your love sausage. This is just getting worse. I've got to stop saying the phrase love sausage. I mean, it's fucking genius. It's, it's, just for clarity, we guess anybody doesn't know what the love Oh my god, I've gone completely. Just in case, this is why I can't do proper podcasts, because I just sit here and laugh about love sausages. Just in case anybody doesn't know what a love sausage is.
Oh dear, I'm sobbing. I've got tears streaming down my face here. The love sausage is a sausage shaped into a heart with bacon wrapped around it. So he says, what is a love sausage, you filthy? Get your minds out of the gutter. I'm literally sobbing tears of laughter here. Right, let me pull myself together and away from the love sausage. Well, ironic that I can't stop saying the phrase love sausage. <laughs> Oh dear, ironic that I can't stop saying the phrase love sausage because I was going to say what a brilliant adult I've been to. I've done so much adulting, so much adulting, so much adulting. So got up earlier than I was expecting this morning because we didn't think Beth was playing for her boys team this morning and then we got the call up late because somebody was ill. Could Beth come? I thought Beth would be really happy and excited to be, you know, taken out for, for, to play football this morning but she looked at me lividly when I told her she was going to have to play um, and, and said why? And I was like, well, it's your football team, it's what, it's what you do. Never, never mind you why me here's me having had a late night last night smugly going to my friends oh it's fine I don't have to get up early tomorrow because Beth hasn't got a game ha 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 pride comes before the fall but yes we went to football stood pitch side watching football cleared out my loft as as I've alluded to in previous podcasts our loft conversion touch wood is hopefully coming which is absolutely brilliant in theory and a fucking nightmare in in reality when you realize that in order to get your loft converted all of the shit that was in your loft has to go somewhere. So I've spent a disproportionate number of my waking hours in the loft this week going through some of the fucking random shit I've kept. More on that shortly, more on that shortly. But yeah, cleared out, cleared out the loft, cooked a roast dinner, went to the dump, because is there anything that more cements your adult status? I reckon there should be some kind of adulting rite of passage that on your 18th birthday you are given kind of like, it's like a like a test that you would do, like, you know, are you ready to adult? take yourself to the dump and take materials to the dump. And obviously when you go to the dump, you have to sing the going to the dump song, to the dump, to the dump, to the dump, dump, dump. It's just the words to the dump repeated to the William Tell overture. It's, you know, kind of maybe not going to be one of the great classics of Stone Age, but, you know, it's the going to the dump song. You can't go to the dump and not sing the going to the dump song. It's like the law, basically. Um, so yeah, went went to the dump, sung the to the dump song, got rid of all my stuff, put it into the right things. I've been to the dump so many times this week. The guys working at the dump now know me by, like, first name, which suggests I've spent rather too much time at the dump. And then I went to buy my love sausage. So, you know, it's been a, it's been a, successful, a successful Sunday all round, really. Successful Sunday all round. Successful week all round, actually, because earlier in the week on the subject of football, Beth, and they say, oh, this is just a heartwarming story. Well, obviously it's me, like, waxing lyrical about it. I'm so proud of my kids. And every parent gets that, I hope. And I hope that you're not too bored by me waxing lyrical about being so proud of my kids. But this was just, like, a little heartwarming story because it was so lovely for a whole number of them. So, effectively, what happened was there was a, a girls' football tournament this week in our local area. And obviously, for the last two years, because COVID has just fucked fucking everything, stuff like this hasn't happened. And so the kids haven't had the chance to do basically all the fun stuff that comes with the whole educational experience. It basically, you know, for the last two years, it's just been sats practice, fronted adverbials, and none of the fun. But this year, you know, touchwood things have, have been able to get a little bit more back to normal. And so... Beth and a number of the girls in year five and six at Beth School were selected to make up the team and go to the football tournament. And and the really, really lovely thing is that apart from Beth, none of these girls have ever played football. So this is such an amazing kind of opportunity for them all to go and just give it a go, right? And that is is what it's all about. And I, I went to the end of just sort of t- turned up at the very end of the tournament to, to watch the last couple of games. 
And it was just brilliant because, you know, are any of these girls going to win the World Cup? Probably not. Were they all having an absolute blast? Absolutely 100% they were. And, you know, yes, some of them were very confused about the difference between a throw-in and a corner. And not surprising, most sports have some stupid rules. And I think some of the rules these girls made up were, were a damn sight better than the original footballing rules. But it was so, so lovely. And so lovely for Beth as well, because, you know, football is what she genuinely really loves. And I think there's something really nice for her, because her, her school world and her footballing worlds don't tend to cross paths. So it was something so nice for them all to align. But the girls were amazing. They were genuinely amazing. There was so much energy. There was so much effort. And against all the odds, like I say, bear in mind that all of these girls, bar Beth, had never, never kicked a football before. They came second in their league. They came in second place, which, you know, all of the girls looked delighted about, apart from Beth, who looked livid, because I think she'd, like, you know, tried to score to win it for them and, and hit the crossbar. So she was quite livid about that. And I was like, this is amazing. And then what was even more lovely, super proud parent moment, was then in assembly on Friday, she was kind of given a merit for being sort of, I think it says something along the lines of, like, inspiring the rest of the team and being, you know, like a great sports person and stuff. And you're like... That's so nice. That's so heartwarmingly lovely, nice. And it's just, isn't it just those little moments? It's just those little things, which for the past two years, all that, all that little stuff, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of gone. And, you know, yes, the big stuff in life is, is really, really important, but it's the little things that make a life, isn't it? That, that really is true. It's the little things. And for, for so long in the last two years, those little things have been a bit, bit lost to all of us. So, I am definitely in a Pollyanna moment that I, I really, really hope lasts, where every little thing... I said this to Mr. I know I need to stop talking yesterday as we came back from the dump. I said, look at us! We've been to the dump and now we're coming home again! And he looked at me like I was a mad lady. And I said, isn't this wonderful? And it was. And it was wonderful. We had some friends round last night. We just arranged it as a spur-of-the-moment thing. And they came round and we sat in my lounge and ate some ate some crisps and drank some wine and chatted. And then they went home again. And then I went to the dump again today. And I bought a love sausage. And all of these things are lovely and just wouldn't have been possible in the pandemic. And I'm so very, very, very grateful. Don't know, actually. Maybe you could get love sausages in the pandemic. Maybe that's what my lockdown pandemic experience was missing, was the love sausage. I need to stop mentioning love sausages because I've just about got it back together again, not to sit here actually pissing myself and as anybody who has had children will know laughing too much is a dangerous sport when far away from a toilet that makes me sound like I'm recording this in some kind of large mansion with like miles of corridors to the toilets I'm not that far away from the toilet but still one's pelvic floor should never be trusted post childbirth anyway where were we how have we got to how have we gone from a love sausage to my pelvic floor goodness me this is the podcast that keeps on giving so yeah very proud of Beth this week she um she has smashed it she has smashed it random shit in my loft though goodness me there's a random load of stuff. Now, I am a firm believer that in this life, we are divided into two camps. And they are the me's and the Mr. I know I need to stop talking's, effectively. Now, if you are if you are a Mr. I know I need to stop talking equivalent, you will be very organised. You will have lots of order. You will like lots of order in your life. And you will be very, very good at streamlining your possessions and ensuring that you don't keep stuff that is no longer of any use to mice nor men. You are very organised and super good. And in fact, Mr. I know I need to stop talking had our loft organised to such a degree. This is a true story that one day I had an electrician round coming to do some work and he said, I just need to go up into the loft. So I let down the loft hatch and he went up there and he came back down and he said, can I just say your loft is an inspiration? And that is all thanks to Mr. I know I need to stop talking and no thanks whatsoever to me because if you are a me type, we're hoarders. Oh my goodness me, we are hoarders. My house is very, very clean. 
in no small part thanks to my amazing cleaners. But my house is very clean. But if it was left to me, I would be... You know those people that you sometimes see documentaries on where they're like in houses and there are boxes of stuff up to the ceiling and they can't get out their front door? That would be me. I hate throwing stuff out. I, ha- I, I will get, Here we go. Here's a real life example. I'm sitting at my desk right now and in front of me is a, what anybody else would look at and go, that's that's an empty lip gloss, Catherine, it's finished. It's a L'Oreal lip gloss, it's finished. I know that this lip gloss is finished, but I can't quite bear to throw out this lip gloss. And I'll tell you why. Even though I have two other lip glosses of exactly the same colour and brand, if there were to come a day when I could not find either of those two lip glosses, and I needed, despite the fact I have about 30 other lip glosses, but I needed to wear this exact shade and brand of lip gloss... If this lip gloss, even though it's nearly finished, was here, to my mind, that would be better than having no lip glosses at all. I need some kind of help. I am not all there. I don't know how to help myself, really, to be honest. So, um, yes, I am a hoarder, and my collection of collectibles in the loft proves it, because fucking hell, I've kept everything. I really have. And some stuff, there's, like, a logic to it. Like, I found my kids' first shoes. Although you keep these things, and you think, oh, you know, my kids will love to see this when they're older. And Beth looked at them and went, well, why have you kept those? And, and maybe that's a maybe that's a fair point. But yeah, lots of lots of old clothes of the kids. Lots of artwork that they've created, which surprised me, actually. It surprised me how much shitty artwork I had managed to keep of kids. Because some of you who, who've been with the blog for a long time will know, when my children were little and they were both in full-time nursery and nursery is amazing and nursery workers you are absolute fucking gems and I'm so so grateful to every single person who looked after my kids but my goodness me you do encourage them to produce a lot of crap and the artwork my kids bought back from nursery was crap my my personal favorite which I definitely definitely didn't keep was Beth came home one day and said I made this for you mummy I love you and I was like thinking you know because sometimes they do like nice cards and stuff and she was starting to form her letters but maybe she'll have done like a card and it might have a muff on it for mummy now what Beth had done is she'd gone into the arts and crafts supplies of the nursery and she'd found a pucker pie box with a yellow reduced price label on it and she covered it in glitter. And that is the, I think, perfect imagery of the phrase, you can't polish a turd, but you can roll it in glitter. And that's basically what Beth had done. She had given me a turd rolled in glitter. But, haha, one of my greatest pieces of parenting, I say this is a great piece of parenting, my kids in future years might go, this was the moment that made us realise that we needed to see a therapist, was my kids used to come home with their artwork and go, look, mummy, look what we made. And I go, that's lovely, darling, you've done brilliant, it's amazing. Why don't we put it into the art gallery? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And the kids would go, yes, yes, let's put it into the art gallery, we'll put it into the art gallery. And they would go and they would take their beautiful terrible piece of artwork and they would put it into the art gallery which was actually our recycling bin and they never questioned it and all of the terrible artwork was taken away in the recycling bin I mean the art gallery and to this day it it remains one of my most inspirational moments of parenting ever so I was quite surprised to find so much of the kids crappy artwork still up there so we got rid of we got rid of quite quite a lot of that I've kept a lot of stuff that to me is meaningful and I like to look at it and go oh my goodness yeah god I remember that because that relates to this and I think either I'm going to need to provide some kind of like annotated guide to all of the crap I've kept or one day my kids and my grandkids will be going through this and going and granny kept a 99p 
sticker off the bottom of a shoe because because she was a hoarder children because she was and will always be a hoarder so yeah i need to sort that out got a lot of clothes that i've kept thinking one of two things a i might fit back into them not gonna happen b these might come back into fashion also not going to happen most probably because they were never actually in fashion in the first place although my my great moment from last weekend was when I found a pair of jeans. Oh, I love these jeans. I might put them on Instagram. They are a thing of beauty. And I remember saving up for them at the time. They were £34. I can still remember how much, which, you know, was a lot when I was 16. It was a lot of money, £34, but I'd saved up. They are flared. See, flares are coming back in. It's like I was preempting the future. They are flared and they are made of patchwork denim. And I absolutely fucking love them. Anyway, I have kept them. I fitted in and out of them over the years, but currently going through a phase of fitting into them. So I put them on just because, you know, I like to embarrass my children. Came downstairs out of the loft and said to the kids, do you, you know, what do you think of these? Dutifully, both my children look mortified. But Jamie's girlfriend, who I like more and more by the day, went, oh my God, yeah, they're so nice. They're really in fashion right now. Now, she might have been lying to me, but I don't care. I don't care. I've got validation. That was all I needed. So I'm determined to wear them somewhere where I can cause my children maximum embarrassment. I don't know yet what that will be, but there's bound to be a time and a place. So yeah, watch, watch this space. But probably the weirdest thing I've found in the loft, and I don't know whether to confess to this because... I was going to say you might find me too weird, but then you just heard me laugh till I wept at the phrase love sausage must stop thinking about love. I, honestly, it's paining me to keep myself pulled together. After I finish recording this, I'm just going to go and sit in a corner and rock and laugh at myself for about half an hour. But yeah, probably the weirdest thing that I've kept up in the loft is my old positive pregnancy tests. Is that weird? I didn't think it was. And then Mr. I know I need to stop talking said to me, so basically you're keeping a stick covered with old we on it in a box and I said well not just one stick there's lots of them and he, he just I think closed down the conversation at, at that point which you know is, is is fair so yeah old pregnancy tests weird to keep not weird to keep I, I maintain you know historical artifact but then I do think that effectively they are just old soggy sticks of dry we yeah, yeah, those aren't the kind of things you'd want to be digging up in an archaeological dig. Or indeed finding, I mean, God, if I like I end up going through one of my grandparents' lofts and I find old sticks with their wee on, yeah, maybe I need to rethink the pregnancy tests. Maybe they could go into the art gallery. No, because they are not recyclable before anybody tells me off. I would not put old pregnancy tests into the recycling thing because thanks to my new friends at the dump, and I do feel like the friends because I've been there so much, I know exactly what needs to go into, into each household recycling container. It's been educational, very educational. This week's Dick Cat of the Week, and goodness me, competition is fierce every single week, is indisputably Brexit. So again, newer listeners, I have three cats, Sandwich, ASAP and Brexit, because we love a comedy name. And it's indisputably Brexit. I mean, actually, she, she's had a couple of moments this week. Yesterday, one of best football coaches had to come around the house to pick something, pick something up and hasn't encountered our cats before. So I think we're slightly startled at me suddenly moving past him going so sorry excuse me brexit brexit she was trying to run in front of moving cars and i sound like some insane europhile um but then she decided that she would go and just sit underneath his car and he's like oh don't worry about it she'll move when the engine starts i was like no 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 she won't and true to form he started his engine she did move she moved to better sit right in front of the car and i knew she would do this because one day i turned my car engine on and instead of running away afraid 
She went and snuggled in right next to the wheel arch. What a dick. What a dick. But no, her her actually her Dick Cat of the Week award comes not because of that, although you know it was a it was a good contender, and not because you know she came into the bathroom in the middle of the night when I was having a wee, as I've pointed out in previous weeks. She has a, a fetish for people weeing and started licking my bare legs, which is a startling sensation to be had when you are having a wee. I can tell you now. But now her Dick Cat of the Week moment was when I was on a work call in here and I finished and I came out into the into the hallway and it's like one of those what's wrong with this scene moments where you go something is very badly wrong here what is badly wrong and what was badly wrong was that up my hallway walls were splatters of blood which is just what everybody wants to find in the hallway as they come off a work call and as if that wasn't enough then in the middle of the hallway like a, a special gift was a slightly furry spleen now spleens aren't typically furry which leaves me to believe that when she'd mutilated this mouse in in methods most horrid given how far up the walls the blood splatters splatters reach i'm sorry were you eating your dinner well no probably not because i feel like the love sausage talk would have put anybody off their dinner um yeah and then she'd obviously decided to kind of like leave a bit of furry nibbled mouse head on top of their spleen which is the valentine's gift absolutely no fucker wants ever so yeah that was that was nice so yeah dick cat of the week is brexit bravo bravo brexit what a dick good job we love her it's very wet, isn't it? It's very wet, very rainy out there. And it did make me think, and I know I've told this story in here before, but I was then smiling to myself as I was driving back from the dump with my love sausage. Stop saying the phrase love sausage. Um, as I was driving back from the dump, because it made me remember my worst ever rainy, rainy day appearance. So apologies to those who have heard it before. But this was years and years ago when the kids were, well, Beth was in year R at school. So yeah, a long time ago. And we drove to school in the morning and it was absolutely chucking it down. And all of the proper parents stood outside the school gates with their children neatly kitted up in galoshes. What is a galosh? I don't even know what a galosh is. That's how shit a parent I am. I don't even know what a galosh is. Is it wellies or is it something else? Well, anyway, their kids had wellies and galoshes, probably. I don't know what one is. Now it sounds like some kind of like 1970s dessert. Mm, I've brought you out a marzipan galosh. Um... Where were we? Anyway, and raincoats. Anyway, they were dry. Their children were dry and they were dry because they had sensible wet weather clothing. I think some of the children even had on waterproof trousers. My children have never had a pair of waterproof trousers in their life. So they're all standing out there dry and snug and secure from the howling elements. Meanwhile, me and my children are sat in the car. The kids had coats. That was good. No wellies. Definitely no galoshes. I was wearing skinny jeans and stilettos and no coat whatsoever and I parked up outside the school and looked at the weather and went oh fuck we're gonna get soaked and so it was one of those rainstorms where like the rain is coming down so heavily you think surely it's gonna stop so I said to the kids don't worry kids we'll sit in the car five minutes this will pass five minutes passed ten minutes passed there was no sign of the rainstorm passing so eventually I had to admit defeat and with all the sensibly clad parents and their children in the warm and dry, me and my two children left the car and kind of sprinted into the playground towards their classrooms. And the rain was falling so hard that it was actually splashing back up into our faces. Now, Jamie was at the age where he thought this was great fun, which was good because Beth was screaming. Well, in fact, Beth was screaming, you're trying to drown me, you're trying to drown me, which is ideal for one going into onto the school run in the morning. So I kind of deposited Beth very wetly at her teacher and then deposited Jamie in his classroom and then raced back to my car because then I had to drive on and go to work. And I remember getting back into the car and thinking, I am very wet. And so I put down my, I put down the mirror so that I could see quite what was going on with my face. And what was going on with my face was bad. It was very bad. 
So long time readers and listeners will know that I like to wear a lot of makeup. Specifically, I like to wear a lot of eye makeup. And my eye makeup was everywhere but my eyes, really. In fact, it was the very inverse of eye makeup. It was non-eye makeup. It was cheek makeup. It was chin makeup. It was fucking neck makeup. I had black eyeliner running down to my neck. Now, again, if I was a sensible parent, I would have absolutely had galoshes, whatever they are. But I also imagine I would have some kind of tissues in the car, something for clearing up the state of my face. And I had to go straight to the office. I didn't have time to go home because I had a meeting I had to be in. And I had no tissues. I had no galoshes. I had nothing of any use whatsoever. And I thought, fuck, look at the state of me. I can't go into work like this. I, I look like I've been in a punch up. And then as I was sat there thinking, what shall I do? Inspiration dawn. And that is how I ended up sat outside my children's school using unwrapped, unused tampons to clean up the black eyeliner from my face. Takes a bow. I thank you. And that story actually would never have seen the light of the day was it were it not for the fact that I am a chronic oversharer. So then proceeded to go into my office and I hadn't worked there for very long at the time and tell everybody, including my boss, I've just sat outside my children's school and used tampons. I was very specific that they were unused tampons because I think you do one does need to clarify these things well one must have standards for goodness sake um they used tampons to to remove makeup from my face and I still have people that I work with now who look at me with I want to say a grudging kind of respect for that story but I think it's probably more disgust they would have had galoshes everybody would have had galoshes for fuck's sake so yeah that's been my week really it's been as delightfully bonkers as ever I do feel like a proper adult though going to the dump and put some salt in my dishwasher I mean if that isn't proper adulting I mean really what is what is but yeah I hope you're all doing okay I hope you're keeping safe and dry and wearing your galoshes whatever they are and not having to use tampons to to wrap white makeup from your face and in fact on the subject of makeup maybe we should all listen to Beth who came downstairs last night as I was getting ready for, for seeing our friends and I was reading my makeup and she looked at me and she went mommy she went you don't need to wear makeup you're beautiful just as you are. And there was a split second before realising that she probably wanted something when I thought that is profound indeed. Profound indeed. Anyway, my loves, I hope you have good weeks. I hope if you're looking for one that you get a love sausage tomorrow. Oh God, please stop with the love sausage thing. And I'm now going to go and literally rock and cry in a corner and laugh at the thought of love sausages. And, and, and you know, a big thank you to Marks and Spencers who on a truly rainy soggy horrible sunday have made me fucking howl with laughter <laughs> oh love sausages it's the gift that keeps on giving oh god more innuendo stop already i hope you have lovely weeks i hope you're looking after yourselves stay safe take care i will see you next week lots of love Bye bye